now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Uh, Dennis, uh, it's been a long time since we've had our buddy Tom Haynes from AOPA uh, on uh, Just Plane Radio. And the reason for that is what? Because you've been hobnobbing with the big G's at AOPA? What well, I'm sure he thought his uh, position here on the show was maybe threatened by uh, us, you know, getting his boss involved or something. I, I don't know. I, I doubt he even knew uh, that we had been talking to him. When I say we, I mean Dennis, because yeah, Mark's not, he doesn't talk to me, but he's been associating with Dennis down there in South Florida lately. Tom, welcome to the big show. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Yeah, it's good Good to hear that you've been uh, sort of uh, broadening your horizons there a little bit and t- talking with Mark. I bet, I bet you didn't have any trouble striking up a conversation about airplanes. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if it was like hobnobbing or brown nosing, probably a combination <laughs> of the two. But yeah. uh, but he wasn't replacing your appearances on Just Plane Radio, uh, for sure. He was I mean, augmenting them. Yeah, there you go. Oh, there okay. you go. I like that. Okay. Well, thank you. are making me feel better now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, it's been too long since we've had you on. And, and the reason is, is because you've been traveling the world, just living the uh, aviation lifestyle to a level that, well, you don't have time for schlubs like us, right, Tom, I think? <laughs> Well, I'm not sure I go that far, but uh, but yeah, no, it's been it's been a crazy few weeks of travel and events and that sort of thing, and uh, it's great to get out and see people in three dimensions rather than just on a Zoom call, right? And so we've been we've been having a good time. Well, good for you. Now, uh, let, let's backtrack. Today, you happen to be in Lakeland, Florida, right in our backyard at a Redbird event. We'll get to that at uh, some point. But what you've been doing, like uh, right before the end of the year, I think was uh, the last time we spoke to you. And uh, you've been doing some pretty uh, extensive traveling. So to catch us up on on your travels. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. It's actually been uh, fun. We were actually trying to put together the uh, AOPA event schedule uh, for the year. So we've been visiting some airports and, uh, and scoping out some places for events, which we're not ready to talk about yet. But uh, that'll be coming up soon. So okay. stay tuned for that, as they say. But I was in California a few weeks ago and went to the Living Legends of Aviation event in Hollywood. That's a big black tie event where a bunch of celebrities there who are pilots and they do uh, an award ceremony for um, um, pilots of of distinction, I guess. Wow. So you were hanging uh, with Indiana Jones again. Uh, well, actually, uh, he wasn't there, but you know, John John Travolta was the MC. And, okay, all right. Um, well, um, yeah, there were some other folks there whose names you would recognize, but it was a it, it's a, always a fun event uh, to catch up with people, and uh, nice to be out. And everybody gets all dolled up. Right, um, you have to dust off the tuxedo, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it was a good time. And, and the idea is, it, what raise uh, money for a charity and then award somebody the big you know, big prize of the evening kind of thing. Is that what happens at that event or, or what? Yeah. So there's, there's numerous, numerous awards. Jared Isaacman, uh, whose name you may recognize is, uh, one of the guys who went up in, uh, with blue origin into space, mm. um, okay. and raised a lot of money for St. Jude children's hospital. 
uh, as a result uh, by auctioning off a couple of the seats that he purchased on that flight and, and then and, uh, raised uh, several hundred, a couple hundred million dollars, as I recall, for St. Jude's Children's Hospital, which is pretty phenomenal. Nice. So he won, an, he was you know, given an award and um, well, there were, there were numerous other ones, but it is a fundraiser for the, for the Kitty Hawk Foundation, which is an organization that provides um, education for kids about aviation and tries to get kids involved in aviation. Very good. All right. Well, he sounds like you, you were pretty uh, productive out there on the left coast. You know, Dennis, Dennis and I were out there as well uh, around uh-huh. the same time, I think, right? When we were yeah. doing the uh, thing for Northern Pacific Airways. But, yeah, he stayed clear of us as uh, he knows. <laughs> knows better that kind of thing so yeah, I, I don't blame you i sense i sense a vibe when i get off the airplane i'm like you know it's like gosh i feel like you know there was a disturbance greg, in the greg, force greg yeah. and dennis perhaps are somewhere here in the region i could think mm-hmm. i could feel that yeah, yeah. right yeah well uh yeah, you weren't so threatened. maybe that's the real reason we weren't able to go to the magic castle because it was too close to hollywood that's right we had plans to go to the magic castle and they got canceled you oh, know no. and i we we ex- uh, we replaced that adventure with being threatened with murder so but but that's a whole nother thing just part of the whole california adventure and you know we talked about that a few weeks ago but but your visit was probably a little bit more pleasant in that regard i assume right you're hobnobbing with all those all those stars that's kind of cool yeah 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 and and what about some of the other flying things didn't you i was thinking uh was was it a vacation or you did a little flying uh, adventure, I, I've, you know, uh, it escapes my mind at the moment, but I know you're out there for the event, but didn't you do some crazy, uh, you know, flying in a new plane or military something or whatever, or am I getting it mixed up? Well, uh, yeah, always, always something going on out yeah. there. I mean, I did, uh, I did fly a, an Excel business jet, uh, not, not that long ago with some cool new Garmin avionics in it, uh, the G5000, uh, panel upgrade for this, uh, business jet you know was built it was uh, built uh, back in i think 2009 so mm-hmm. you know it had then current generation of of, air, of avionics in it and so garmin has come out with a whole new panel for it i got a chance to fly it so that was um pretty interesting flight to see what you can take an, an older airplane upgrade uh, all the systems in a new autopilot the new radar system yeah a bunch of new features that so uh, you know when I'm, it was designed didn't exist i'm familiar with the g1000 but this is a g5000 is it really four thousand better <laughs> uh, that's how many uh, extra yeah. zeros they yeah. put on the Come install on now. price tag yeah that's right that's right yeah how many how many more zeros it is but. i mean what's the big difference in those things well, uh, you know, the, the displays are larger and mm-hmm. a lot more system integration, you know, things like uh, pressurization system can all be integrated and, you know, auto throttles and the you know, more sophisticated autopilot and, and all that sort of thing. So it's just, uh, yeah, with with the increasing number comes uh, greater complexity costs, uh, but also capability. It's a pretty amazing system. Okay. Well, hey, it's 4,000 more. Better be. That's yeah. uh, that's pretty nutty. All right. Well, eventually we'll see some of those, uh, uh, won't we, Dennis? You think? Is that on your I, list? I hope so. Yeah. Uh, you know, eventually I'd like to get a type rating and something. That'd be kind of nice. He's working on it. You know, if he keeps hanging with uh, Mark Baker and flying around uh, <laughs> South right. Florida and stuff, yeah, he, you know, he'll, he'll pull in a favor. It's some baby point. steps. I got to get a multi-engine rating before I can even look at that. So, okay. you know, one All thing right. at a time. Well, fair enough. So, uh, what else has been on your radar? Is that pretty much it for now, other than ending up at the uh, Redbird event this week in uh, in Lakeland, Florida? 
Yeah, and I, I think, I think uh, one thing I did that since we last spoke, I'm pretty sure, was uh, I got a commercial multi-engine rating, speaking of multi-Dennis. Uh, hmm. um, so I'd had a multi-engine rating for many years under my private pilot certificate, and then a number of years ago I got a, a commercial single engine yeah. uh, from... Uh, from our, our good friends at uh, in Orlando. Yep. And then um, I just recently uh, added on to that commercial um, a multi-engine rating. So, anyhow, now if, if you want to pay me to fly you in your multi-engine airplane there, um, Greg, I'm happy to take you. Okay. You know, so, uh, hey, uh, I, I, the bidding starts at $1 uh, for any trip, <laughs> uh, wherever you want to go kind of thing? Yeah, if you supply the airplane. If you okay, all right, Dennis, get us an airplane, okay? If that's your part. I got the dollar. I got a dollar to contribute. Uh, but no, that's good. I mean, what, what do you honestly expect to do with this uh, new rating? Are you going to put it to work somehow, uh, or or just have it as like more instruction under your belt to be a, a more complete aviator? Yeah, some some of all of the above. You know, it's always good to keep stretching your skills, building skills, and trying new things. Uh, so that's always good. But you know, as I look down the road at uh, things you might want to do. Um, the idea of uh, maybe doing some contract pilot flying in a multi-engine airplane. You know, I could, I, I'm typed in a couple of business jets, uh, and so the idea of maybe somebody hiring me to fly right seat with them uh, it would be kind of an interesting way to continue to grow my turbine time, for example. Yeah. And in order to get paid to do that, you have to have a commercial uh, rating, uh, a commercial certificate, rather. So anyhow, that's uh, that's what the thinking was, is to just you know, maybe open up some new doors. Well, we know uh, an airline, Northern Pacific Airways, that may be looking uh-huh. for some pilots here pretty soon. <laughs> okay. And uh, we did make some connections. Maybe we put a word in for you. That'd be a yeah, first where we could actually help Tom at AOPA. Yeah, yeah I, I'd appreciate no, that. It will never happen, you know. It'll only be a detriment if we get involved. He knows better. All right, more <laughs> coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot, and flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. 
Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlaneRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Never feel sorry for a man who owns a plane. So here I stand, and then again I say, I'm hoping we can make some wishes out of airplanes. Can we pretend that airplanes in the night sky like shooting stars? I can really use a wish right now, wish right now, wish right now. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis and from AOPA. We also have Tom Haynes helping us out. Now, uh, Tom is uh, in Lakeland, Florida this week, and you hear a lot of racket behind him because what are you hanging out at the FBO there in Lakeland at this Redbird event? Or what are you doing exactly, Tom? Uh, well, no, I'm actually uh, at on the other side of the airport from where the FBO is, and uh, we're at the uh, Aerospace Center for Excellence uh, where um, Redbird Flight Simulations is holding their annual Redbird Migration. So Redbird hmm. Flight Simulations creates simulators for right. general aviation. And every year they host an event in a different location. And this year they're in Lakeland where they invite in flight school owners and CFIs, flight instructors to come out and sort of just basically network. And they have a lot of safety seminars and information about uh, what's going on in the flight training world. And AOPA uses that opportunity to um, unveil the winners of our uh, flight training uh, excellence awards for flight schools and CFIs. So we'll be uh, naming those this week. Um, and uh, so a lot, lot's going on. It's a really nice event uh, for flight schools, the opportunity for them to get more information about what their colleagues or, or uh, other flight schools are doing, where they're being successful. And um, so it's uh, all free, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a really nice resource that Redbird puts out for people. Well, there you go. And yeah, the simulators are phenomenal. They're very realistic, and they make a lot of racket, as you can hear in the background. So. It just makes it sound more realistic. It give you the whole realistic uh, kind of vibe of one of those simulators. So that's that's nice. And 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 if it, uh, it sounds a little distracting, just know where Tom is hanging, and that's what's making all that noise in the background. Yeah. But that's okay. That's all good. Now, as far as AOPA and your duties involved with them, what have you been? Uh, you guys been monitoring this no lead issue uh, pretty heavily at the beginning of the year so far, right? Where are we at with that? Yeah, it's absolutely the uh, the number one issue for us at uh, AOPA uh, right now is making sure that we, we can come up with a single unleaded fuel that uh, meets the needs of the entire general aviation fleet. And so it's it's basically number one priority for us mm-hmm. um, and, and a lot of others because anybody who's flying a, an airplane with a high compression engine like mine, for example, uh, or mine. You, need, yep. you need 100 low lead, right? 100, or, I'm sorry, 100 octane fuel. And there are alternatives out there right now. There's a 94 unleaded fuel that's available, which is fine if you're flying one of the uh, lighter, uh, smaller engines with low compression cylinders. Mm-hmm. Um, but for those of us who have the higher compression, we need the higher octane. And there isn't currently available a uh, fully approved yet a 100 octane 
unleaded fuel. Meanwhile, of course, um, there's a lot of environmental push to remove leaded fuels, which we all understand and we're all behind that. We, we want to get there too. We just need to do it in a, in a, in a responsible kind of way that allows um, the technology of these fuels to catch up and so that we end up again with just one fuel because we can't afford to have a bifurcated general aviation community. We just, there's not enough volume there to support in a big way um, two fuels, like a, a low-octane one and a high-octane one. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, I'm working hard on, on that. And meanwhile, some airports, particularly in California, have uh, suddenly decided that they don't want any lead on their airports, and so they've banned 100 low lead, uh, and they're only offering this 94 unleaded fuel, which, again, does not satisfy the needs uh, of the higher compression engine. So it's right. becoming a real challenge uh, to try to tamp down this effort by airports to get rid of uh, 100 low lead at a time when we don't have alternatives available. What making great progress. There's a couple of really strong candidate fuels out there that are 100 octane. And um, so we're trying to work with the FAA, work with the fuel manufacturers and distributors and others to make sure that we can get this done and approved fuel out as quickly as possible, creating a distribution network to get it all to all the airports and, and that sort of thing. So a lot of challenges, but we are making good progress. Well, you know, we talked about this a few weeks ago on Just Plain Radio and the fact that they were doing this in California at some of those airports. And uh, it, it looked to me... Uh, that uh, they were just using the the leaded fuel thing as an excuse because they don't like some of these uh, smaller airports. You know, Santa Monica gets brought up, uh, you know, different mm-hmm. different airports and things like that. And they're just using this as an excuse because they see this as an opportunity to get what they want uh, in a roundabout way. And, you know, I don't know the um, the truth to the matter, but it seems like that is a logical way to look at this is that, is that a fair assumption or what do you think tom yeah no i think i think you nailed it there's you know it's it's sort of a red herring really yeah uh, they're using it as a, as a reason to you know further you know kind of squash these airports and reduce traffic at the airports because they don't offer fuel for you know a portion of the fleet those with the high compression engines you know can't get fuel there anymore so maybe they won't come there anymore which reduces traffic and that becomes an excuse then well you know there's there's not nobody's using this airport port anymore fewer travel fewer lighter traffic that sort of thing so therefore we can just close and get rid of it because we're like what that's what they want to do because they want to turn around and sell the land most of which was purchased with federal funds, by the way. Mm. Um, but they want to turn around and sell the land for development and, and other reasons. And so it uh, becomes a real political challenge for us to continue to justify the existence of these airports, which are really, you know, that's the we call it the on and off ramp to the, the national um, air traffic system, these small airports. And they're great for, you know, for uh, rescue purposes, you know, like earthquakes and fires in California, for right. example. Mm-hmm. You know, these GA airports become critical infrastructure when it comes to, to cr- um, crises like that and getting um, special equipment in and out, getting um, injured people in and out, bringing in supplies, all those kind of things. It's, you know, these GA airports... Uh, are very important for that. And communities don't always recognize that until it's too late, until the airport's closed, and then they can never get it back again. Right. Well, how close are we to getting that 100 uh, no-lead fuel approved by the FAA? Has there been any updates on that, or do you have a time frame you think this actually might uh, actually happen? The leading candidate fuel um, is already approved for um, 
low compression engines, this 100 octane fuel, but it's not being distributed yet because there's just not enough market out there uh, for them to go into full production yet. So they're waiting to get the high compression engines approved, which they keep saying will be in the second quarter of this year. So in the next few months, okay, um, they expect to um, get more supplemental type certificates to be able to um, have this fuel available for the high octane engines. But even then, let's say it's approved even today, magically it gets approved, uh, we're still probably 18 months at least, and it could be as much as three years away from having a national distribution plan for this new fuel and also ramping up the manufacturing of it because refineries um, have to figure out how to manufacture it in volume. It's only been uh, manufactured in small volumes for test purposes at this point. So it's going to take a long time to educate the refiners on what's necessary to manufacture this fuel and then to create a distribution network that gets it out to all the airports so that when we show up there and ask for fuel, that this unleaded fuel is available to us. Well, AOPA, Tom Haynes, uh, the entire gang there, they're monitoring that uh, process for us, and uh, you can expect more updates on Just Plane Radio as well. Tom, we'll let you get back to your flight sim uh, coverage and uh, talk to you again soon, my friend. Okay, guys. Great to catch up. Take care. There you go. We got more coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot, and flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. How do they get all that metal up in the air? It makes no sense. It also doesn't make any sense how much you're sweating. Ha! He thinks we're all going to die. This guy. If the plane doesn't kill you, I will. Looks like it's time for someone to take their sleepy pill. You're going to be okay. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That is me along with Captain Dennis. We're your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information. And uh, we got to thank Tom Haynes for joining us here for the first half of the show. We, uh, Well, I guess he kind of tapped out for another Tom or Thomas. Is that right, Dennis? Who do we have? We have Thomas Doherty from ForeFlight on, on the call today because uh, I wanted to talk to ForeFlight not only about what's new, but also the fact that 
it seems that the you know for flight and EFBs have become such an important part of general aviation that we really need to you know talk to the talk to the source directly and you know get all the new updates because we were talking uh, with Chris Garberg uh, from Apario here a few weeks ago and about how my son is stealing my Stratus and and uh, it's essential as a uh, as a flight instructor for him to be able to see who's out in the practice areas and see the traffic that's coming in and out of the airport because they're you know quite busy and so who would have thought that you know a simple flight planning app on an ipad you know 10 years ago is now suddenly a safety of flight tool as well so uh, i just think it's it's fantastic you know way that that product has evolved and i want to see you know hear more about what's new and what's coming well there you go thomas daltrey is our guest from four flight thomas welcome how are you Good. How's it going? All right. So other than telling Dennis he needs to contact uh, law enforcement to deal with his son stealing his Stratus, uh, (laughs) I mean, maybe uh, we need to just kind of, you know, go a little deeper into some of the new uh, features in the latest edition of ForeFlight that is just the top of the heap. If you're not, if you're a pilot and you're not using ForeFlight, I mean, I I think you've been living under a rock the last five years, at least. You're probably with me on this. You think? I, I, yeah, I, I think so. I, I, I might be a little biased, and, uh, and I think Sporties is right about putting us on the top of the EFB list there. But, right. Uh, you know, when we talk about the latest release of ForeFlight, remember that we release monthly uh, new features, new things coming to the app. So really, we're talking about, you know, maybe the last four or five months worth of things uh, that are coming to the app on a regular basis. And we've got some ones in there that I uh, I use personally. Uh, some little things that that make a big difference are things that I've been wanting to work on for a while. So uh, I think one that as a as a user of multiple devices uh, in the cockpit, I, I'm lucky enough that Four Flight doesn't uh, charge me full price for all of my subscriptions. I can have it on a couple more devices. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, we've brought the profile view over to iPhone, uh, the same profile that we're used to seeing inside of the the iPad. I can now see on a smaller screen. And that makes checking things like the new weather, the turbulence, icing, and clouds that we've brought into that profile view. I can use that as a as another device that I just have in my pocket all the time to, you know, check on our route as weather evolves throughout the day. Uh, something that I used to have to have a different device. It's not always in my pocket right. to be able to look at. Well, if not, it's the ultimate backup to the to your backup. I guess, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. You know, pro- profile and the ability to see not only airspace, but towers and, and terrain. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're in a in a situation where you need to rely on that backup, having all of that additional situational awareness right there, ready to go, it's fantastic. Well, and I think uh, having a consistent user experience between iPad and the iPhone now has been phenomenal, too, because you're not having to guess where is this tool, because if you actually had to pull that out in a oh, crap, my battery went bat- dead or the iPad got too hot. Now I'm having to use my phone. I don't have to figure out where that was and relearn the app in the middle of the plane either. Well, and not to mention the new iPhones are almost as big as an iPad mini. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's as far true. As true. real it's estate, true. you could probably even use that as your primary for flight thing if you wanted to. But uh, I would imagine most people be using it, like you said, as a backup, have it in your pocket. It'll go with you wherever you go. You can leave your iPad in the plane if you need to and then uh, go do your planning uh, just with your iPhone and and uh, at the FBO or whatever, or, or at the uh, the 
the uh, Island Cafe in Key West. You know, I filed our flight plan home while we were at the restaurant, right? Right. There you go. Wherever you are, and, it goes with it, you. And it's one of those things where you likely have mobile data on your phone. You may not have that on your iPad. So things like you filing right there at the cafe, something that's really only usable on a, a mobile device with that mobile data makes it so much easier. There you go. Well, what other uh, features on, on, well, that have come out the last few months, that you, you know, that have, have been getting the most buzz, I guess, Thomas, what do you think? We've got some great stuff like the ability to trim track logs and edit those to, you know, exactly where your flight is so that all your times are correct. We've brought a ton of new stuff into our 3D views. Uh, some of the big highlights there are we've brought obstacles uh, that are appropriately lit. So when you see an obstacle in the 3D view, you can see like different towers and things in there. We also have airport diagrams in there. It gives you just this great complete picture when you're reviewing a flight. But one of the little ones that has bugged me for a long time, and I'm really glad that we, we got a solution for it and out there, the, the takeoff, and min, uh, takeoff and alternate min sheets on the airport page, they used to take you to the start of that section for your region. They now take you to the exact page that your airport's on. The FAA uses city names when looking those up. And so I always had to go back out of that document, look up the city name for the airport I was you know, trying to look up an alternate men for, uh, and then go back and find that, that page out of you know, 10 or so that are in that section. Yeah, and that was something that that wasn't always intuitive, was it? Because, you know, if you wanted to go for Flying Cloud Airport, where I used to be based out of, was Minneapolis, Minnesota. uh, But it's actually the city was Eden Prairie. So you had to go look three different places to try to figure out which one is it under. And it turns out it was all under Minneapolis, even though it wasn't really Minneapolis. So, yeah, that's much more intuitive to actually just take you right straight to the entry to the airport. I always thought that was kind of odd that it would just go to the the front of the book, basically. Yeah, it was one that that sort of uh, baffled us for a little bit there, but we, uh, we we've got it now directly to that page, and it's one of those little quality of life things. You know, talking about how much we rely on an EFB inside of the cockpit now. Those little quality of life changes when we use them all the time, they make a big difference. No doubt, which goes back to it's really great. It works on the iPhone now because uh, I think more people are relying on ForeFlight uh, now than they did five years ago. I mean, it's like probably a hundredfold. You know what I mean? It lowered thousand. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it's almost uh, unfathomable. You know, once you start using ForeFlight to to not use it anymore because you're going to get spoiled very very quickly. Are you with me on this, Dennis? Oh yeah, I can't think of the last time that I've actually had to get out uh, an E6B and a plotter, even though I do have a plotter in my hand right now, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I just haven't used it. A paper chart, the only reason I have one was to show a student uh, what the things look like on the charts so we can start talking and having this discussion, but this is for a new pilot. As soon as he gets comfortable with the paper chart and everything, we're going over to ForeFlight. There's just two ways about it. I I trust ForeFlight's calculations and the real-time weather, the feeds that it's able to pull in and the current, you know, GPS position far more than I trust my dead reckoning and, you know, looking at the compass and pulling out a watch to figure out where I'm at from my ground speed. Now, you guys have just about every feature you could imagine. But as you said, you keep coming out with new updates every month. And these are submitted by users out in the field. They uh, submit, what, through a forum uh, there at fourflight.com, I assume. Is that kind of how it works? We get a lot of them through our team at fourflight.com, our normal support channel, where you can go and 
ask questions about your account or how to use something in the app or suggest new stuff for us in there. But I think one of the things that really shows is you know, so much of our product leadership team here, we're all pilots. We use, we're using the app out there. So, you know, a lot of the new features and the, the things that you see come to Foreflight are because we're out there using that product. If you're going to use it, you're going to make it better for you. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we rely on it just as much as everyone else flying around. Right. It does. Yeah, we're, uh, we're so. all the beneficiaries, all the people who yeah. get to use it. So I, I love it. it. It's a great program. You guys have done amazing work. And, uh, you know, uh, being number one, top of the heat on that sporties list, uh, well, I mean, it's well-deserved. So hats off Thank to you, you there, Thomas. Thank you. So, uh, fourflight.com, get all the information right there. And, uh, Thomas, thanks for being on uh, Just Playing Radio and giving us the update. It's a pleasure, guys. Just Playing Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. With Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. What's going on? We're losing altitude. I want to try to put her down at that Air Force base. Hey, hang on, Chris. We've got a distress call coming in. Mayday! Mayday! Requesting emergency landing! I see you, pilot. You are clear for landing. This is going to be nuts. God be with them. And look, they're in love. Oh God, oh, I hope you'll be waiting for me when my plane lands. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, Law Captain Dennis. We are your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information. Some of that uh, in the commercial airline world uh, was, it was covered, I don't know, somewhat in the mainstream media. If you didn't hear, a Spirit Airlines and Frontier are merging. Do we even have a we have a date on that, or does it have to be approved by somebody it, first, or what? It, it definitely has to go through approval. But Frontier, you know, basically said, you know, we want to buy Spirit, and of course, the the the, uh, the current administration is you know looking at uh, mergers a lot more uh, critically than previous administrations have. So, you know, it's not a not a done deal, but. You know, at on one level, it makes sense. It, it'll be a lot easier for us to uh, choose the low fare carrier because, you know, hey, <laughs> it's going to be that one. Now the big question is, what color scheme are they going with the planes? You know, Spirit's known for their bright yellow planes. Frontier's got the animals on the tail. Mm-hmm. Are we going to get yellow planes with animals now? I don't know. Uh, you know, well, big things to be worked that. out in the merger, right? Yes. They'll have to figure that part out. But honestly, uh, I think this is probably a good thing uh as far as for the two airlines from a business standpoint because you know they they all uh you know they both offer pretty interesting routes i mean sometimes i mean personally i'm not a big fan of flying either one of them but their routes are almost hard to uh, avoid uh sometimes because they just have you know direct flights to some maybe smaller less busy airports and you know depending on where you're traveling it's hard to ignore um, you know, the direct flights, especially, and the price is just nuts. Sometimes you're like, golly, how do, I don't know how they do this and what corners they're cutting or, but you know, they're not really cutting any corners. They well, they're just not do cutting they anything. They're just charging you for every little thing, which, you know what, if you just need to get from point A to point B with what's on your back yeah, and you can do it cheap, 
It's Fine. it's a great option. Yeah, there's I have no problem with it. Uh the problem I do have and I've had this experience with both of them. Uh probably more spirit than frontier personally. But uh if something happens and they have a, you know, uh a lack of a crew or there's a mechanical or a delay or god forbid they just cancel the flight, you know, you're pretty much done. Because uh, they don't have very good relationships with the other airlines to kind of pick up the slack when they have something that uh, doesn't go. And not well, not that the uh, main carriers, you know, they're not much better sometimes either. Don't get me wrong. But I've had it happen many times where, you know, the flight was delayed. And, you know, you're at their mercy because they can't just put you on another flight because they got a limited amount of flights. Unlike maybe like a Delta or something that could maybe route you through different cities much quicker and easier and that kind of thing. Are you with me on this, Dennis, or what do you think? I am. And maybe we'll see an improvement now that, yeah. you know, you got the two of them together. Um, a lot of the airports, there isn't a lot of overlap in the routes. That was one of the things that the the press was was saying. But there is, you know, some amount of overlap. And so for some of those bigger, more frequented cities, you might have had a Frontier and a Spirit flight, one one each that day. Well, if they keep that same in place, now there's two flights a day. So if one did right. get canceled, you still have the backup of the other airline. But, you know, it'll both be, you know, a Frontier flight in well, this case. And plus they'll have another network of, of flights maybe that they can route you a different way on a different, you know, flight if your one uh, ends up having issues. So yeah, I, I and they'll guess. they'll become the fifth largest carrier in the nation, which right. gives them a little bit more uh, pull with the bigger carriers for interlines and things like that potentially too. Possibly, yeah. Great part is they're they have fleet commonality today. So from a uh, an a uh, equipment perspective, they both fly the Airbus 320. So yeah. the crews won't have to be cross trained. I'm sure that the uh, pilots union will have you know quite a bit of work to do with you know negotiating things like seniority lists and contracts and things like that. But you know from a getting behind the you know the cockpit uh, really won't be a whole lot of difference because they're basically all flying the same thing. Right. So, you know, depending on how you look at it, I, I think overall it could potentially be a good thing for them as businesses and for us as the consumers. I, I, I would like to look at the cuff, cup as half full in this uh, scenario, I, I, you know, because both of them individually uh, seem to lack sometimes, even though they both offer amazing fares. It's hard to knock them. So, you know, but uh, we'll we'll see. Time will tell, I guess, and we'll monitor accordingly. So you got that to consider. Uh, the other uh, big news this week is Delta. Uh, well, they, they want to put you on a list or they want to make a list. We're probably on one of their lists already, but this is a whole totally different list, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, the article that I was reading really summed this up well. It says Delta is tired of your crap. And, yeah. you know, I think that that really sums up a lot of the passengers out there. It's like, look, these are the rules. You want to go fly on an airplane, behave like a civilized adult, follow the rules, and you'll be fine. And if you don't, then maybe you don't deserve the privilege to fly an airline. And instead, you can drive your car or take a train or a bus, uh, all of which will get to your destination. Well, that, okay. Uh, and so that's what I, and they're I, pushing for. <laughs> I understand this, but I will tell you that I, and maybe there's data out there to say otherwise but is it the same people committing these issues time and time again because i see different people on youtube every single time it's not like it the is same different people there's several thousand people and it's not the same two people but yeah. you know the problem is this behavior there's no real 
repercussions for them. Oh, you're going to ban me from your airline? Fine. There's seven others. I'll fly. So what they need to do is make people understand that the rules are federal rules. They're for everybody's safety. You're in a tube. You're all getting the same airport at the same time. Sit down, behave, and everything will be just fine. Well, And if not, you're not going to fly on any airline. That's what Delta's trying to push for. Well, That's exactly. But here, here's the here's the you know caveat to that. You know, you could end up uh, you know getting on the list. You had a bad day. The flight attendant had a bad day, and and maybe you know I, I'm playing devil's advocate on this. I'm not so sure. I'm a big fan of this list thing. You know, if you do something on a plane that is out of line and you have to be kicked off. You should be prosecuted. Simple as that. <laughs> I agree. And, 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 you know, if they're not, you know, doing anything to them and these people are coming back on aircraft and creating problems on a different carrier or whatever. Okay. Sh- show me the data that this is happening. And if that's happening, maybe you have a case. But I, it would seem to me like if you're breaking the rules, you're supposed to be arrested. They're waiting for you at the gate to throw you in jail, prosecute them and take care of the problem that way. You don't need to create a list. That would be, uh, you know, a no-fly list that, you know, gets into the whole thing like, oh, my gosh, the person's now a terrorist and they refused to wear a mask or something and had a bad day and, and mouthed off maybe and they shouldn't have or had too much to drink. I, I don't know if I like the whole idea of the the creating a, a blanket list, no-fly list like that. I don't know. What do you think, Dennis? Well, I think it would ma- it sends a message to the airline passengers that misbehavior won't be tolerated. And just because you're banned from one aerpl- airline, um, you know, it doesn't mean you can go and fly one of the other ones and avoid the problem. So, you know, you'll maybe control yourself a little bit more. You know, if you are one of those people that's prone to have an outburst, maybe you'll think twice about uh, punching the flight attendant or mouthing off when they're just well, asking Yeah, but you. once again, why why would that be a no-fly thing? If you punched a flight attendant, <laughs> you should be arrested, not Correct. just banned you can from go the airline. again as soon as you, uh, you know, get let out of jail after a day. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe they're not prosecuting them strongly enough. That's that's my point. I don't know if you need to yeah, put them on a list, per se. I mean, I, I don't think, you know, normal people don't need a deterrent like that, is my point, I guess, too. I mean, most right. people know that you're not supposed to punch people. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't need to put them <laughs> on a no fly list a sudden, to encourage you know, that kind of in this stuff in the last two years. Well, you know, because they're there, you know, the mass thing has gotten crazy. The no booze rules and people have been uh, pent up. I, I mean, there's you, who knows what is or they're not enforcing the laws when when people are breaking them. Maybe they're not doing that. I don't know. I don't have the answer. I'm just saying I don't like the whole list thing. I'm on enough lists already. You know what I'm saying. Yes, you're on my list. Yeah, too. okay. And on that note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember, there's no better high than learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlainRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlainRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. (laughs) 
Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com. 